This is episode 37 of Everyday Wellness, Finding Balance in Acupuncture and Infertility with Ali Damron. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist and change coach, here with my co-host Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and functional nutritionist. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in wellness, nutrition, coaching, nursing, and psychology. Our goal at Everyday Wellness is to share easy strategies to help as many people as possible become healthier. You can help us attain this goal by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. The process takes just a few minutes and it allows our podcast to be seen when listeners like you are searching for high quality health and wellness podcasts. We are so grateful that you're here and for taking time to leave us a review. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Morning. We have Allie Damron today. She's a wife and mom to two sweet little boys, another mom of all boys. Do you notice this reoccurring theme, we Kelly, do. that's going yes. on with us? <laughs> um, Allie is a licensed acupuncture, sorry, licensed acupuncturist and a certified personal trainer. Um, family and health are her top values, which we love. She has worked with a large population of people in different settings um, throughout working as a trainer and a counselor, uh, wellness coach, and now finally an acupuncturist in private practice who specializes in women's health, including everything from painful periods and fertility hormone balancing, weight loss, pregnancy, and postpartum, all the way to menopausal symptoms. That is quite a array of age span for there. Um, Her mission is to educate women about the importance of health and teach them how to be healthy. Welcome, Allie. Thank you. We're so glad to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. Okay. Well, can you start out just by telling us a little bit about how you became interested in health and wellness and then how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, of course. So I grew up in western Nebraska, which is a place that's not super into wellness. And um, it was not ingrained in my well-being as a kid at all. And so um, I watched a lot of family members go through health issues and um, things that I was like, geez, at a certain point, shouldn't some of these be preventable or um, is this just what I have to look forward to as an adult and so um, through there I just kind of became interested in maybe there was an alternative way to treat some of these things with nutrition and herbs and medication or just lifestyle things Um, and so I became interested in more like exercise and as a I think a sophomore in college, I became a certified personal trainer. And then from there, I 
trained people and I realized that, you know, exercise was wonderful, but a lot of these people that I was training were having health ex- or health issues as well and maybe needed something other than just exercise. And so I became into or kind of came interested in yoga and then from there um, met people that were interested in alternative health care and I tried acupuncture and um, the first time I did acupuncture I left and I had never felt so good I'd never felt like the endorphins like that and just um, I felt different and so I knew that there was something into that and I also can say that my two acupuncturists that I went to were the healthiest looking people I'd ever seen and so I was <laughs> like well there probably is something to this so um, yeah I just kind of became interested that way and one thing kind of led me to the next and um, here I am today Oh, that's wonderful. Um, So it's interesting. I have started doing acupuncture and, you know, being Western medicine trained and poor Kelly Mm -hmm. hears me say that a lot, but it's really to reemphasize the fact that we don't focus enough on tapping into that parasympathetic process. And so when I leave my acupuncturist's office, I, uh, it's like I've had a delicious nap. I'm just Uh so relaxed and so centered and so grounded, which I just... For me being a little sympathetic dominant, it's not Uh a bad thing. It's really, it's profoundly beneficial. Yeah, totally. So I know you're another mom to all boys. You have two little boys. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you find balance between being an entrepreneur and being a mom? How are you able to successfully navigate that? So this has been probably the most difficult thing in my whole life to navigate. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'm always trying to find different ways to have good balance. And I know that this time of the year, everyone's kind of talking about the word of the year. And my one for 2018 was um, intentional because I felt like in 2017, I was really working when I was supposed to be present with my kids and neither had strict boundaries between them. They were always blurred together and I was being short with my kids when I was frustrated with work or vice versa. And um, so I have really worked and sat down at the drawing table a hundred times and tried to figure out, you know, these are the hours that I work and tried to batch work and be really intentional about that. And then having like weekends and typically Mondays and Fridays are days that I um, actually unplug and just um, spend time with my kids. My oldest is in kindergarten part time and my youngest goes to daycare Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So those days I typically try to work basically 12 hours um, for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday so that I can stay intentional with them the rest of the time. But it's constantly changing and evolving just like business is constantly changing and evolving and needing different time um, or different amounts of time from me. So it's a constant thing that I'm constantly revisiting. How about you guys? Well, That's I a good think, question, Kelly. You want to answer that first? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, I really resonate with what you said about it being a constant flex. Even yeah. though you're setting aside certain days of the week for certain things, I feel like it. I get into trouble when I'm not flexible. Like when I see yeah. things as too black and white, mm-hmm. um, knowing and also, you know, not beating up myself too much when there are times when I can't do that activity with my son that I would want to do. Yeah. So there's a bit of that too. 
Yeah, I can totally see that. I, um, you know, I think as moms, we're being constantly pulled in different directions and Mm -hmm. feeling like with school activities, especially now that I'm in that um, realm with my oldest constantly, like I can't volunteer for everything and be there and um, learning when to say no and when to say yes. And all of that is, is hard. And I find, you know, for me, I, I think in my mind, I thought it was more challenging when my kids needed me to be more hands on, like physically yeah. had to be there because they'd stick their finger in a light socket yeah. or, <laughs> you know, they'd pull all the toilet paper out and put it in yep. the toilet or, or those kinds oh, of like things. Those things really happened. Come on. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But now I have a teen and a tween. Mm -hmm. And so the issues become different. I mean, it's, it's challenging in different ways because when they come to me and need to talk, um, it's generally about more like it's, it's important in a different way. It's not Mm -hmm. suggesting one is less important than the other, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, my 13 year old was um, having trouble sleeping because he was stressed about a class. Um, That was a new thing for me. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, getting him the support that he needed. And of course he's thriving and doing well. And it's, it's not even like, sometimes we, we, we as people, we as humans will worry about things that aren't really an issue. But Mm -hmm. um, I, I just find that the being present part is becoming more and more important because um, they can tell like when when they were younger they might have been distracted by a toy or Mm -hmm. something else but now they really do um, see and and they'll comment if I'm on my phone or they'll Mm -hmm. comment if I'm doing something on Instagram I mean last night is a good example my 11 year old who's kind of a pill that's just his personality (laughs) he looked at me and he's like you did not give me my explicit permission to use my photo on Facebook and I just looked at him and my husband was like, maybe that debate club wasn't such a good idea yeah. <laughs> um, because he's becoming even more assertive. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, they, they, you know, they're the things that I find challenging is that I no longer have an hour or two after they go to bed to work. Mm-hmm. That's gone because now oftentimes they go to bed after me because I go to bed so early. Um, yeah. oh, and man, then I hadn't just thought about that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh, really that's challenging. Biggie. Yeah. It's huge. And then the other thing is, their their commitments to sports become all weekend like we just Mm -hmm. had a three-day swim meet and my husband and I had to alternate because the swim meet was at a university 45 minutes away Mm -hmm. and you know your kid will swim for a total of 10 minutes one day but you have to be there for a chunk of time because you just do a lot of waiting when you're a swim parent yeah um but it's it's the realizing that somehow you have to get everything done and there's less time to get it done and that's that's what it has been the biggest challenge for me personally, I tend to be a little like a little OCD. And so I want to get it all done. And now I just have to say, okay, the top three things have to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I need to let the rest go and just put it out of my head. But yeah, yeah. being, being an entrepreneur is definitely challenging for anyone that is listening that is an entrepreneur, or a working parent. Um, it is it's no joke. Um, whether you're stay at home parent, you're also working. It's just being a parent can be challenging to it's say the so very hard least sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, let's switch from that to the what you're balancing the family part with. So can you tell us a little bit more about acupuncture and how you use acupuncture to enhance health and really talk about the symptoms and conditions that you enjoy treating? 
Yeah. So I, in a nutshell, I specialize in women's health, but I really like treating women who, of all ages, um, who are kind of in like what Cynthia said, that uh, sympathetic nervous system dominant state. I think that acupuncture is amazing for, like she said, relaxing and getting um, our nervous system calmed down. And I think that um, with that, becomes mostly all the issues that I see between like HPA axis dysfunction and adrenal fatigue and hormonal issues. Um, All of these different things that we as women deal with on a regular basis, I think are My new favorite protein powder is by Equip Foods. It is the safest, cleanest, doctor-formulated protein powder for building muscle and shedding fat that won't leave you gassy and bloated like so many other brands do. It's 100% grass-fed and finished beef protein powder that's good for your gut and tastes delicious. We know that one in three adults don't consume enough protein, and it's certainly a topic we discuss on the podcast with regularity. And if you want to help build muscle and lose fat and keep your immune system strong and have all day energy, you want to be ensuring that you're consuming adequate protein throughout the day. And actually, if you are north of 40 years old, as I talk about on the podcast quite a bit, we need more protein with age and not less. Each scoop of Prime Protein's Dr. Formulated Beef Isolate Protein Powder has 21 grams of protein. And with only a small handful of ingredients, you're getting only what you need, 100% carefully sourced real foods and nothing else. No junk, no additives, no allergens, no chemicals or fillers. And let's be clear, it tastes really good. My personal favorite is chocolate as well as peanut butter. But in my house, vanilla and strawberry are also super popular. Their products are 100% grass fed. They prioritize working with regenerative farms who let their cows graze outside and source the highest quality grass fed beef protein that can be found. They work with small farms in Sweden who are dedicated to humanely raising their cattle and it's independently tested. Additionally, beef protein is packed with things like collagen, gelatin and micronutrients that your body needs. They work to help repair joints and soft tissues like plant-based proteins With six different flavors, including the ones that I mentioned are my family favorites, there are endless recipes, possibilities. They also have an unflavored variety. It's smooth. It blends easily. You don't have to use a blender. It has no funky aftertaste. It tastes amazing with just water, can be mixed into hot or cold recipes, and has over 2,000 five-star reviews and counting. And it comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it after 30 days, they will give you a full refund. So the easiest way to check this product out is to go to equipfoods.com slash Cynthia 20. That's equipfoods, E-Q-I-P foods.com slash Cynthia 20 for 20% off your first order. Remember, my favorite flavors are chocolate and peanut butter, but in my house, vanilla and strawberry are close seconds. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. 
It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. Product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Largely ignited by the fact that we are under a lot of stress and anxiety and trying to do everything and feeling overwhelmed. So I honestly, I think acupuncture is great for balancing hormones and helping fertility. And there's so many um, actual physical things that it does. But I really love to sit with my patients and talk about um, their life and what they're feeling stressed about and just really giving them that time to feel... um, safe and calm and do self-care and explain the importance of that that's been absolutely like monumental in my own life with healing from hpa axis dysfunction um and all of those different things i was doing all the herbs and eating pretty well and exercising appropriately but i was not getting the more like self-care calm aspect of my life under control and so that's what I'm super passionate about is helping women realize that they need to take breaks from things and do self-care and acupuncture is amazing at getting us out of that sympathetic nervous system dominance well and it's interesting just for the listeners so when Allie refers to HPA it's hypothalamus pituitary access and so it's a portion of our brain that governs um, much of the endocrine system so hormones and and things like that and and I I 100% agree with what you're saying that um, when people know that they've got an endocrine issue or they have an adrenal health issue um, if they're not being fully cognizant of this mind-body connection that you can take all the herbs and Mm -hmm. eat all the carbs and um, Mm -hmm. you know back down on your exercise and do all those things but if you're not actually actively taking care of yourself comprehensively Mm -hmm. um, you're you're not going to get better and and that's the the piece that for a lot of people that are sympathetic dominant meaning that they're go, 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 go all the time. They don't relax, um, can Mm -hmm. be really, really challenging. Kelly, I'm sure you probably see some of this in your clinical practice too. You know, people that struggle with the self-care piece, you know, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to do meditation. They don't want to do gratitude journaling. They don't want to go to bed earlier. You know, they don't want to relax. You know, they just want to go because then they don't have to focus on what is the issue. Right, exactly. Well, I think one of the beautiful things about acupuncture, and I learned this myself, was that it forces you 
to slow down because when you have needles poked in you, you can't <laughs> move, right? So if you're in this very relaxing space and you're forced to stay there, and uh-huh. then the acupuncture is working its magic, I mean, I think it's it's just a really powerful combination. And it yeah. worked for me. I used acupuncture to help get pregnant. And I also used it when it was time for me to deliver. I actually had my first contraction when I was in the acupuncturist's office because yeah. on purpose. Yeah, it was, she wanted to start um, two days before my due date to induce labor and mm-hmm. it worked like a charm. That's awesome. That's yeah, I love to do those treatments too. Sometimes I'll go into hospitals if women are being induced or their labor has stalled also. Um, and do those treatments. It worked for me in my own labor too, so I'm a big fan of doing that treatment as well. And yeah, I think it's I, just I have... so powerful to give that to women at a time when they feel so out of control with what their bodies doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll admit I was still really like hardcore Western medicine focused, and all I know is my water broke, and I went to the hospital. And all I kept saying was, "I want my liter of fluid so I can get my epidural." <laughs> so, so I wasn't thinking about anything other than pain control. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So you treat women for fertility and kind of reproductive issues through the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. What do you see as contributing factors to problems with reproductive capacity? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, that's a multifaceted question. So I think in general, um you know, insulin and cortisol production has a lot to do with our body's ability to reproduce. I think that when those um, adrenaline, insulin, and cortisol are kind of out of whack in certain ways, that that then um, creates a more hormonal cascade of low progesterone and higher estrogen, which then leads to more ovulatory problems or um, not being able to hold a baby. And so I think in general, I work with PCOS is a huge one um, and we work a lot with insulin with that and estrogen dominance conditions and then like I said honestly a lot of women especially when they come for acupuncture most of them have gone through either a long time of trying to get pregnant or um, western medicine fertility treatment and unfortunately a lot of them use acupuncture as like kind of a last resort and so I think stress plays the biggest role in Mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant honestly I think for both girls and and men um even the male factor obviously there's nutrition and lifestyle factors with sperm but um stress in general just creates such a a place that's hard to get pregnant if your body's in fight or flight constantly reproduction is going to be the absolute last thing that it's focused on um and it's going to create low progesterone and hormonal issues as well but um like we talked about with acupuncture in general just i have fertility patients come in weekly and we hit each phase of their menstrual cycle so that you know estrogens regulated and then the ovulatory functions are regulated and then we build a good endometrial lining and their periods become regular and all of those things play a huge role but um, really they just need permission to relax to do some stress management, learn some alternative ways to take care of themselves um, for hormonal regulation, and learn that their body, women's bodies are made to do this. And I really, a lot of them come in feeling really down and um, 
bad honestly about their bodies and their they lose faith in their body's ability to reproduce and get pregnant and so it really is teaching them to love their body and to give their body good messages and um, give them more confidence that their body can do this and to be honest with you most people who um, you know try for a long enough time um, end up getting pregnant eventually and it's just tailoring the treatment to what they need and maybe some of that is IUIs in western medicine or IVF or maybe they can just you know change their nutrition and their self-care and um, get rid of some estrogen dominance issues and conceive naturally so I really have a pretty high um, success rate with it but it is teaching women to um, as you guys know none of this is really mainstream information yet unfortunately Mm -hmm. and so it's really just teaching them new information about how to take care of their body and it's really so I mean it it should be so simple but I know. you know in our no in, in all honesty I mean even as a as a nurse practitioner uh, you know I went through infertility treatments and was able mm-hmm. to conceive but mm-hmm. was on a lot of drugs and went through a lot of technologies I always tell my kids you were definitely wanted there was there was no yeah. question it wasn't a mistake um, definitely wanted but you know had I been aware that these were even options I mean that would have been a much nicer route to kind of go um, you know it, it's interesting you know when you talk about estrogen dominance I think in particular that's something that maybe listeners have or have not heard about and and mm-hmm. so I, I'd love to just kind of riff on that for a second because yeah. estrogen dominance really is becoming problematic you know not only from the things that we're exposed to not only in our environment but in our foods and mm-hmm. personal care products and so you know synthetic um, you know hormones that we're taking for years and years and years and you mm-hmm. know a heavily unregulated uh, personal care product, you know, industry, um, as well as the foods that we're consuming can hugely influence um, a woman's, uh, you know, preponderance towards being more estrogen dominant. Now, are you also doing labs? Is that being done as well, you know, in in your clinical setting? Yeah. So when a woman comes in and it depends on each individual person, but Mm -hmm. I think a day three, that's what I call it. So checking um, estrogen, luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, DHEA. um, I think those are really important AMH to check Mm -hmm. egg quality and estrogen levels and make sure that their ovulatory function is going well. So I do like to check those. And to be honest, I think those are great labs to have on on most women just it gives us a good sign of health in our body it tells mm-hmm. us how we're aging and in, in terms of egg quality which I think if your eggs are prematurely aging then the rest of your body probably is too um, so I think that those are important if you know if someone's going through like infertility treatment and western medicine like IUIs or IVF they're obviously getting those done there and so we look at that there sometimes I can tell and I'm sure you guys too if someone's just having HPA issues or like um is sympathetic nervous system dominant sometimes I treat them for just a few months first if they, especially if they haven't been trying for a long time mm-hmm. and just see if we can get them calmed down and and get things progressing naturally but um in acupuncture it takes about 90 days to regulate a menstrual cycle due to the um follicle production and how that whole process works so I generally treat people for 90 days if I think it 
might just be that and then if they still haven't conceived within that time frame then we do a much deeper dive and do labs and um we can do progesterone at day 18 to 21 and really look into things mighty maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients and it was formulated by dr anna kabeca during her healing journey Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced. And it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. No, that's really helpful. And are you using herbs concurrently with your clients? I do use herbs a lot, um, never with fertility drugs, but if they're not on fertility drugs, then yeah, there's amazing herbs for, um, you know, every different pattern and condition Mm -hmm. out there. But in general, I like to do, um, we call them phase formulas. So like phase one is day one of your period and you just work on, we call them blood builders. So Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
rich herbs that will help build good quality blood. And then phase two focuses more on um, increasing estrogen and um, getting the ovulatory function. Phase three is more about progesterone and the lining. And then phase four is more about kind of changing that estrogen dominance and boosting progesterone to have um, healthy periods and not having PMS symptoms and those things. So that's what I like to do for a lot of women, um, especially if it's not exactly clear why they're not conceiving. And it seems that there's been more and more women who are struggling with getting pregnant and sustaining a pregnancy. Do you Mm -hmm. think that there's an actual increase in the number of women who are struggling? Or do you think that the increase or the perceived increase is just due to a willingness of more women to talk about these things? Yeah, I, I saw that question that you sent me and I think that's super interesting. Um, I think that it might be a bit of both. So I think, you know, we're exposed to a lot more chemicals and, um, you know, our fight or flight response is definitely real nowadays, even when we're scrolling the news Um, CNN website or something there's no shortage of fear and I think our brains are recognizing that and maybe for some of us when that is happening conception is like I said the last thing on your body's mind if you're in fight or flight but I also do think that due to social media and kind of a place that we are in a society right now where vulnerability is becoming more of an admirable quality. I do think that people are coming out, um, especially people of influence are explaining and talking about kind of their journeys for infertility, which I think is amazing. Um, I think that when you're in that place going through infertility, just even hearing like solidarity of women who have miscarried or are having trouble conceiving, like it can make you feel so much less alone. And I think fertility can be one of the um, loneliest journeys out there for some women. And so I think that kind of both are contributing to that. What do you guys think? You know, I I think the growing awareness is important because I know having gone through infertility myself, um, Mm -hmm. and if you, you know, look at my husband and I, we were fit in our 30s, but, you know, we were not the prototypical people you would have assumed would have struggled with infertility, but my husband was a hardcore triathlete, and so his sperm count was a little less than optimal, and Mm -hmm. I wasn't ovulating, and so... Um, you know, I sometimes forget, you know, because that's so many years behind me Mm -hmm. now, I sometimes forget what that infertility journey was like. And I agree with you that it's important for women to be talking about this so that others understand and know Mm -hmm. that it's not that uncommon. But then the other question is, why is it so why is it not? Why is this so common that we're seeing this, Um, which is a larger issue. But I do agree with you that transparency is important and relatability is important. And I just love that, you know, you're kind of in the trenches doing this work with women, because had I known that was even an option. Mm-hmm. years ago um, I think about the horrible drugs I took obviously they weren't so horrible because I got pregnant but yeah. um, you know between the side effects and everything else that part of it wasn't so fun Kelly what do you think do you happen to have any clients that are dealing with these issues right now yeah I definitely do and I think that one of the biggest issues for them is this feeling of 
responsibility and blame mm-hmm. and guilt and that something is wrong with them because mm-hmm. this isn't happening for them. And so I think, like you mentioned, kind of having the support and taking time to understand them and what's going on with them and to bring down that sympathetic response because not being pregnant is a stressor in and of itself mm, when you want yeah. to be and feeling like you're doing something wrong or you're not enough. I mean, those are just, mm-hmm. those are not baby making beliefs. Those are just you mm-hmm. know not things that are going to help. Yeah. Yeah. I really, in all my patients, but especially fertility and women who have miscarried, I really try to hit the mental health piece and try to give them positive affirmations of like, your body was made to do this. You can mm-hmm. do this. Keep telling yourself that and never give up hope if that's what you want in your life because in my perspective um you know a lot of women go through fertility treatments and stuff and um in the end I've heard so many stories hundreds of fertility stories and worked with women who in the end it wasn't that complicated it really was like a cortisol issue or an estrogen dominance issue and yes they take time to work and come down and get things ready for baby making but um it's nothing that's ever like too far gone to fix in my opinion yeah I think that's important just instilling that hope and having Mm -hmm. the experience of working with so many women over time to say that this does work that can be very powerful in and of itself yeah yeah definitely So we've talked about the individual work that you do with clients. Can you tell us other ways that clients can get involved with you? Yeah, so um, I do a lot of individual work, obviously, in my office in uh, the Denver, Colorado area. And then I do one-on-one consults online also. Um, And then I recently launched a program called Recharge with Results. And it basically has I wrote it for over the course of a year and I listened to um all these like hundreds of different women's over the year and what they were telling me and talking about and even through my own journey and healing um and being more knowledgeable about health I I did this program to help women heal from burnout and adrenal fatigue and hormonal imbalances and I went through five pillars in it um, after a little bit of education about why this is happening so much to women, um, talking about how important mindset is. And we talked about that a bit earlier, but when you're doing everything physically right, you're exercising right, and you're eating right, and you're sleeping and all that, if you're still berating yourself every day and being a perfectionist and um, very type A, you're not going to get very far. You can definitely make two steps forward with herbs and lifestyle stuff, but um, overall healing occurs when we also heal the way we talk to ourselves and the way we view the world. And so we talk about mindset a lot in that course. Um, And then I go into nutrition and what healthy food truly is because I know there's a lot of conflicting, confusing information on that. I've studied cellular nutrition for about a decade now. And um, we go through sleep, exercise, and then supplements and vitamins and herbs so that, um, you know, there's also a lot of confusion with that. There's a million different products on the market. And um, I just kind of explain like what our bodies need and what would be a good waste or place to start with that and how to just 
overall heal and feel less burnt out, less tired, sleep better, um, and be able to enjoy your life more. That sounds like a fantastic program, and I, I yeah, think that sign us that both mind, up. <laughs> yeah, I think that mind body connection is really crucial. It, you know, we taped some earlier podcast episodes earlier this morning, and and that has definitely resonated with every guest um, as yeah. how important the mindset piece is. And it, I think it takes practicing for a while before you know perhaps that that becomes as evident as it as it has you know certainly for me personally and professionally mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, but you're right; you can do you can take prescriptions, non prescription drugs. You can take lots of other um, you know items, but if you're not if your mind isn't in the right um, mindset, re- literally, uh, mm-hmm. it'll make it almost uh, impossible to to do the work and to yeah. do it effectively. Yeah, I mean, and I I can resonate with that a hundred percent. Like I even through acupuncture school, which we talk about mind body connection a lot in acupuncture school, and I still, you know, meditation and journaling and rest and. Um, self-awareness and all these things were a huge part of it and I just you know sometimes you're just not ready to hear the message you want to do all the physical things but you want to keep you know being really type a and being productive and it takes it's taken me a long time and a lot of personal development books and listening to podcasts and everything to finally have it kind of hit home and be like okay it's not that you're not going to be productive anymore and not going to do great things and big things. You're actually going to do bigger things when your mindset is right. But it's learning how to put your mask on first um, so that you can be all things to everybody instead of the opposite. So true. So true. Such good info. And we'd like to end by asking our guests to tell our listeners two things that they would recommend doing for health and wellness every day so if you had two things to recommend what would those be um geez um so I think like I said I think mindset has a big part of it so um on a very simple note just practicing deep breathing if you feel your adrenaline getting high or stressy um remembering to take 30 seconds and do some deep breathing to calm that down can be really helpful I think and secondly um, this is kind of a bigger one but focus on eating foods with like five or fewer ingredients my husband and I like to call it the one ingredient diet where we just (laughs) eat food that has one ingredient Um, but you know there are some good brands and and products out there that are packaged or products that are decent products too so um yeah just focus on eating real whole food mindset and whole food that can get you a long way (laughs) yeah (laughs) can you let our listeners know how how best to find you on social media how to get in touch with you if they're interested in your programs or working with you yeah, for sure. So I'm on Instagram at Allie Dameron. My website is just AllieDameron.com. Um, I have a podcast called The Allie Dameron Show on iTunes and Stitcher. And then Facebook, it's Allie Dameron Wellness Services. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for carving time out of your busy schedule. And thank your mom for taking care of your kiddos so that you I can jump will. on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Thanks, Allie. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. 
And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.